Hey everybody, welcome to Dead Talk Live, and tonight our special guest is the founder of the Slasher app, Damon Della Greca. Damon, thank you for being our guest. How you doing, man? Good, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. This is awesome. This is going to be so much fun. You know, I interview a lot of horror people, uh, and you'd be amazed, a lot of actors, the filmmakers are horror fans, but a lot of the actors that we love to watch in these horror movies are not that big of fans of horror movies. They're actually, you know, yeah. I would say the majority of them are quite scared. But with <laughs> that being said, right off the bat, I got to ask you, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer, horror fans are by far the most loyal, devoted fans in the world. Do you agree? Oh, totally. Totally. Um, you know, when, when people ask me what the community is like, I, I, I kind of say, well, you know, like the, the sports fans that are super passionate about not only their sport, but their team. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of like that. And then some, you know, absolutely. So, and oh, yeah. uh, horror fans all over the world. It's not like you can walk down the street and say, that's a horror fan or that's a horror fan. Nothing like that. You, right. <laughs> you, uh, now there are a lot of horror communities online, lots of them, uh, whether it's Reddit, blogs, whatnot. You have managed to bring it all together in Slasher, the app that's available on iOS and Android devices. So let's go back and tell us how did this idea start percolating in your mind to do this? Um, I had been going to the conventions for, for a pretty long time. And, um, you know, I, I would always end up hearing about one that just happened or one that's going to happen that I didn't get a hotel room for or tickets for or whatever. And it was kind of like, I, at, at that time I was online enough where it should have been a hell of a lot easier for me to find shit. So I was just like, wow. Um, like I'm having a tough time finding things. Yeah. And, and I would imagine that I'm not the only person in the same situation. Nope. And, you know, um, like hanging out with a lot of the vendors and talking with a lot of the vendors who I've become friends with over the years. Um, I, I found out that they were in the same predicament. So I was like, all right, I can do something about this. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this I get. So it ended up at first being a, um, a shared calendar that I just, I found every single horror convention in the U S and Canada. I found some other conventions too, that were kind of like, um, you know, science fiction movie. Yeah. Like sci-fi comic cons, tattoo conventions, mm -hmm. things like that. So I, I put them all in this, this calendar and I just sent the link to a bunch of people and it was like, Hey, you know, if, if you want to go to any shows together or you just want to know what's going on here, check this out. Um, so, it, you know, that was kind of cool. That was a useful thing. But, you know, when I was doing that, the the gears started to turn. And I'm like, there, there's, there's a lot more here. Um, because if I wasn't finding out about the conventions, what else am I not finding out about? Exactly. You know, because when I go to these things, a lot of times it's the first time hearing about like certain indie movies and, um, you know, uh, different brands and, and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, there, there's definitely more here. Um, and then when I started seeing things like, um, uh, like Twitter accounts being taken down for, um, for, for posts that, that, you know, 
were, were essentially fiction and, sci- yeah. and, and fantasy and, and special effects makeup being being censored um, because the makeup was that good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it appeared like you know it was gory stuff. We all know that's not real, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, it really that put me over the top, and I was like, you know what, this is a bigger thing. Um, it, it's not just not finding conventions it's not being so segmented as we are it's there's a bigger problem here of us not being able to enjoy the artistry and the creativity that is horror Mm -hmm. um so coming up with with all these things and and seeing all this stuff kind of building and and snowballing I, i really just sat down and put pen to paper and just said all right well what what are my options what can i do and of course the first thing after seeing like the those accounts taken down in twitter and seeing a lot of stuff on instagram and and the fact that the horror hashtag on instagram is is censored it is a lot of people don't know that and no everybody, it's, it's amazing yeah who's on instagram uh mm-hmm. if you hashtag horror you're gonna get a big uh no-no yeah mm-hmm. it's not allowed yeah and and when people search for it, it it's like you know, it, it brings up this message like, are, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the implication there was kind of astounding to me because what does society think of, of horror fans who are just enjoying a genre of book or film or, mm-hmm. or art or whatever it is? Um, it, it may not be the prettiest, but it's certainly relevant um, in, in every aspect of life, really. So to say that you can't enjoy this the way that you want to, or the way that the artist intends for you to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something inherently wrong with that because that's I a agree. degree of censorship that is not just saying we don't want this here, but the way they were saying it was is kind of like saying there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And and I took serious issue with that. So I said, you know what? These 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 platforms can all go to hell. Um, um, absolutely. You know, I, I need to do something more, and, and in a way that we can enjoy it and feel comfortable in our own skin because so many people come on and they're like, you know, they'll, they'll message me and tell me like, Hey, um, you know, I finally found a place where I feel like I could be myself. And to know that people can't feel like that in their everyday life, that that's really something, man. It I is. Mean, and what I, I would hate to feel that. What a lot of people don't understand is I'm a horror fan because I like to get scared. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I I watch uh, slasher flicks. I love watching the makeup effects, like you yeah. mentioned. I love the artistry that goes behind it. Mm-hmm. And then you have the the uh, the legends in this industry, like the Tom Savini's, who who mastered makeup. And to see their craft, uh, it's a treat. And that's what I think non-horror fans don't understand. And you now you take these big other social media platforms, whether it be Twitter or Instagram, Facebook and whatnot. And yeah, you know, they their age, the minimum age on these platforms is 13, okay? And I'm sure they've gotten some backlash from parents wanting to protect their children, not seeing graphic stuff. So, I, yeah, as a parent, I, I get it. But they have taken it to such an extreme where it makes us as horror fans feel like outcasts. Well, 
the, the problem I have with that, and, and that's perfectly relevant, I mean, that's perfectly reasonable, right? Mm -hmm. um, because you would think if they're trying to protect, you know, younger kids and stuff like that from seeing things they shouldn't, sure. That, that's understandable. Not everyone wants their kids to see that. I get it. Um, however, on the same platform that openly um, allows porn yeah. with, without any issue, um, it's a mixed message. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with porn. I'm just saying the message is not right. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're very certainly singling us out um, when, when they do have that kind of double standard. And that's really the issue. It's not about what they allow and what they don't allow. It's the fact that they're picking and choosing mm -hmm. what's okay and what's not, and and whether we're okay or we're not. You know. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. And just bringing up porn—not even straight up porn, but seeing these uh, influencers who mm -hmm. are, you know, flashing their bodies and they're influencing younger boys and girls. To me, that's much more problematic as a parent. I have a daughter. I have two sons. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rather than them uh, scrolling a social media platform and seeing a, a little five-second screenshot of, of a movie of somebody getting their throat sliced, which they know is fake. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, to I totally get you. So kudos for, you know, doing what you did and creating Slasher. So now you got the idea, you wanted to do something about it. What was your next step after that? Well, I, I spent several months doing a whole bunch of research, um, putting an enormous plan together, which, which we're not even seeing a fraction of right now. Um, and, and really just spending time really thinking about it and, and diving in um, to see what kind of opportunities there are for people and, and like what we can do to experience together. Um, what's, what's important to people, mm -hmm. you know, I really wanted to spend time figuring that out and making sure that that's something that I could deliver. Yeah. Um, it, it ultimately came down to a plan to support horror as a genre, not just horror fans, not just professionals, but the entire genre, if it's within horror, I want to be there providing opportunity for people to either find new stuff, to get their name out there, um, to have fun, to feel like, like themselves, like the way they want to feel. Mm -hmm. um, these are all things that, that are 100% a part of, of the, the, the reason that this exists yeah. um, and, and what I hope to accomplish um, it, it's really just to to give everybody a place that you know we can all be together, um, find stuff easily, enjoy one another, have fun, uh, you know, sling some memes or or jokes that that yeah. will understand, you know, um, and, and just make it a good time. Because when you go to the conventions, I, I very rarely hear that people have had a bad time, no. you know, and and it's usually. Um, people just have a great time because they like being around other people like them. They have fun. There, there's no nonsense and stuff like that. It's just, it's enjoyable. You You're know, in a shared community, it feels like right. family. Uh, yeah. I love watching the people come up who come in dressed up and cosplay. Yeah. Of course, the vendors and you have the guests. Uh, for me, 
I have been to the Comic Cons. I have been to the smallest conventions. I think the small conventions are way funner because of the more intimate environment they offer. What do you think? Oh, I totally agree, especially the ones that are in the hotels. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's there's one that I go to that's the first convention I've ever been to, um, and that's that's Monster Mania in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that I call, like, my home convention. Even though it's not the closest one to me, that's the first one I've been to. Um, it, it's the one that, that I make a point to to you know that's the one i have to go to every mm-hmm. time you know um so that is exactly that it's it's its own little ecosystem you know you're in the hotel all weekend with these people and you know you're just having fun it's it's a good time um and and, and it's it's really as as much of an escape from everything else as you could possibly have exactly. um so you know that that kind of stuff is that, I agree. That that's where it's at. When you go to these um, expo centers and convention halls and stuff like that, uh, where maybe the hotel's down the road or something, or even next door, mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. But it's definitely not the same. It's not intimate. And you know? I mean, the the guests, first of all, are behind curtains. You can't even right, see right. them. So yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some pluses to those. But for me, I like the more intimate environment. My yeah. first convention, I mean, we're going back to the 90s, was mm-hmm. Fangoria's Weekend of Horrors. Nice. Uh, where, you know, going back into the 90s, it's not like it is today where you literally have a convention every weekend going on somewhere around the country. It's true. Back then, it was really uh, Comic-Con, which was just about mm-hmm. comics. It's yeah. not anywhere near what it is today. Right. And then you have Fangoria with uh, Anthony Timpone, who was the uh, editor-in-chief at that point, coming up with Weekend of Horrors. And it was, you know, around the country. Uh, I grew up in New York City, so I, w- I would go to the one in New York City. It was right across the street from Madison Square Garden. Yep. We stayed at the hotel, even though we lived in New York. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a fun experience, and I got to meet some great people, I got to hear Clive Barker speak, and man, that's just a treat. So uh, now, when did Slasher officially hit the App Store on uh, iPhones, iOS, and Android? Um, so it officially launched May thirty first, uh, two thousand nineteen. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so we're approaching three years online. And it goes to show you when you start something new. There's a lot of work. People don't understand the work that yeah. goes into this to bring it the attention that you think it deserves. So it launches May of 2019. Now, I got to ask you this question from my tech nerd side of me. Uh, are you a coder? Did you have anything to say or did you bring somebody else to code the app and all that? I don't code anymore. Um, I used to do some coding back in like the late nineties and stuff like that. Like I I would do some websites, but no, Um, this is way above where I am. And I I really didn't have the time or interest to learn something new, to be honest with you. I got Um, you. So I figure, you know what, in order to get this done, let me let people do this who really understand what they're doing way better than I will anytime soon. Um, so, you know, it, it was really just, 
Oh, I totally agree. You can't, yeah. you can't, because that's a full-time job in itself. Now, you as the founder, once mm -hmm. the app is ready to go live, you have a full-time job doing what you do. So when it does hit the app store, now walk us through, uh, what did you go to do to start getting this app, you know, public recognition? Um, I mean, I, I, I just, I was, I was as scrappy as, as, as I can be, which is not very really saying a whole lot. <laughs> um, like I, 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 I'm terrible at promoting. Um, so yeah, but no, I, I went on Facebook, um, on Instagram and stuff like that. And I, I started to just tell people about it tell people what, what I was, what I was doing, what was going on, where we are. Um, you know, and at better. which point did you, you know, so it came out in 2019. Mm -hmm. When did the uh, the actual active users really, you start to notice, start to steadily increase? Um, honestly, I mean, it was from day one, but that's not saying much, you know. Um, it's It's not like the floodgates opened, okay. you know, because people have this belief where if you build it, they will come. And that is the farthest thing from no. the truth. Um, I, I had to struggle to get, I think maybe 150 users the first day. Um, something like that. That's and, actually pretty good for the first day. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it was, and it wasn't like it, it was because yeah, it's it's this little app out of nowhere who gave a shit, you know. Mm -hmm. But I, I did spend a good couple of months talking about it and and trying to get people to know that hey, this is this is a thing that's coming out. Um, so those were the people who were kind of like waiting in the wings for the most part, mm -hmm. um, you know. And then um, maybe a couple of weeks later, a few weeks later, something like that. It, it was probably close to a month that we even hit like a thousand people and it was several months until there was like, I think 4,000. Not bad. Uh, are, so you, it, are you allowed to share how many active users you currently have? Not just yet. Okay. All right. I, I'm, I'm so. trying to, yeah, no, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting till I hit a certain milestone Okay. until I'm, I'm like ready to talk about it. But I can say like on average, there are about 3 million post views or post impressions so every time somebody posts something the um the number of posts that people see every month is about three million right now or uh, on wow. average wow. yeah um the way i so, heard about slasher and this is mm -hmm. no joke a couple of months ago one mm -hmm. of our team members they were discussing with another team member about this horror app so i just <laughs> saw it in the in the team chat that we have Finally, yeah. I asked him, what the hell is this slasher thing? <laughs> and they told me, and I went to the app store, I got it, I signed up, and I fell in love with it. Now, slasher has a lot of things, more than people sharing posts and whatnot. Oh, yeah. You have a, a movie database, which <laughs> I think is a phenomenal idea. Uh, tell us Thanks. your idea behind that movie database. Well, um... So the, the movie database was, was really because the, the people that seem most active online are horror movie lovers, mm -hmm. right? So I figured 
why not have something that we're really that we already love and and be able to just dive in further and yeah. and even find new stuff um because that's where we'll be able to really share things and discover new stuff that we haven't seen before even if it's old mm -hmm. um so I, I just thought to myself that would be really cool to be able to go in there to like rate movies to talk about them to share them because that's what so many of us do love um so you know why not hit that mark and, and make something that's that much more fun and that much more immersive. Um, you know, we, we could watch the trailers we could do all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm, where my head was at was like, yeah. what can make this more fun and enjoyable, useful. Um, since, was, since I started this show to where we are now, which is only 21 months in since we started oh, wow. this show, Awesome. I have realized that I now can give a voice to independent filmmakers, and that right. means a lot to me. How does yeah. that feel to you, uh, being able to list these independent films, get them uh, a platform to where they can go and share with horror fans, hey, you know, this is our movie coming out. What, what are your feelings on that? I mean, that's really what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to be able to kind of level that playing field because I know how difficult it is from firsthand experience being on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all these different things, trying to have a voice, but being knocked down yeah. um, because you can have 250,000 followers, but how many of them are actually going to get your posts in their feed? Exactly. That's the trick. Um, it's the algorithms that are beating everything back. And, and, you know, it, it's almost a pay to play situation. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, unless you're posting stuff that people really, really love, and you get a lot of people to like your stuff and, to, you know, to, to engage and, and, and to comment and all that kind of stuff, it's very, very difficult. Um, and I, I think a lot of people out there understand this. And they experience this themselves as well, because, you know, getting 10,000, 100,000 uh, followers on any platform is like, that's massive. Mm -hmm. um, so there was either a lot of effort, um, a lot of luck, which I, I don't know if I quite believe in that so much, or a lot of money. Yeah. You know, so... Um, being able to put something together to say, you know what, right now, if you post something, all your friends are going to get it on their timelines. Mm -hmm. um, so rather than having like five or 10% of your followers see something on Instagram mm -hmm. um, or, or, or at least have it appear on their timelines, a hundred percent of those people um, that you're friends with, that you're connected with, will see it on Slasher or yeah. will at least get it on their timeline. Um, so that's the difference. Uh, and, and that's really the, the, the goal here is, is to help people be found. You know, yeah. I want to see really cool indie films. I mm -hmm. love them. When, whenever I, um, I go to the conventions, I love to go by the, the tables of all the filmmakers of all the, the releasing companies and stuff like that, because I want to see what's going on. Um, I don't have time to spend like just surfing Tubi or, or no. shutter or something like that. Like I want to go in um, and, and 
talk to the people who were involved and learn like, what is this movie? What is this about? Um, and, and hear, and hear the excitement in their voice, sort of sharing about like, this is their work. This is their thing that, that they did that they're proud of, you yeah. know, they put it out there for other people to see, to share it. Um, I like to have that experience, you know, so I kind of wanted to offer that same opportunity um, to everybody to be able to do that. Like, mm -hmm. I want to find stuff just as much as somebody wants to be found. So I'm just trying to simplify that connection as much as possible. And today it is so difficult because we are literally drowning in content. Um, <laughs> That's for sure. To find something, I mean, I've resorted to a point that before I even sit on my couch in front of my TV, I got to do some online research first. Yeah, because the days of opening up a platform or going through your channels, you're not going to find anything that you might be looking for. Now, when it comes to international, out, you know, uh, horror films, there are some really uh, amazing films out there. For me, I think Asia, South Korea, Indonesia put out some really amazing films. What are your thoughts on international horror films? Oh, man um so my favorite zombie movie is train to busan yeah um without a doubt um it's one of the most thoughtful films that that i i've seen really um especially a foreign film like it, it was just made so well it was. It, they they tell a story and they make you care about the characters that's that's so critical you know it because is. once you're emotionally involved, that's the movie, you yeah, know? Exactly. Um, and yeah. it's a non-stop, just, uh, the, it never takes its foot off the gas. <laughs> now, with Slasher, uh, you said we haven't even seen a fraction of mm -hmm. what your plan is. Uh, in regard to the near future, mm -hmm. what new features should we expect? Um, well, as, as stupid and simple as this is going to sound, um, hashtags are, are an important thing that I want to bring in. Okay. Um, I think it's going to help people find more of what they want more easily mm -hmm. um, and, and be able to share stuff and get out there a little bit more effectively. Um, so, so that's one thing. Um, believe it or not, uh, the dating section is going to get a nice overhaul because I know that there's a lot of people who've been excited to use it. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it wasn't quite at the point where I was ready to start promoting it actively Yeah. because it was super basic. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to spruce that up a bit and get it to a point where I'm comfortable actually really getting out there and promoting it. And it's totally free right now, but being that I haven't really promoted it much, um, I mean, there's a lot of people, but it just kind of depends on the area. I exactly. Think. Exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, that, so that's something that's going to be coming soon. Um, and, and there's other stuff like making it available on the web, um, like on a web browser versus just the app. That's going to help me reach, um, you know, people internationally a lot more easily. Yeah. Um, it's going to give people who are, um, you know, who, who work handling social media accounts, it's going to give them a, a more um, easy way to do their work and to help people uh, with their accounts through the website versus through the app. Absolutely. Um, I mean, there's a place yeah. for mobile devices, but mm -hmm. like you said, if you're doing any kind of work, 
you got to be in front of a PC. Now, right. there is one feature, going back to the movie database, mm-hmm. where you offer a buy button for a movie. I uh, have not actually clicked that, so I don't know what it does. So when people okay. are scrolling the movie database, right. or they search for a movie, and they click on it, and they see the option to buy, what mm-hmm. does that actually do? Um, I, I wish it was doing what it sounds like, but no, those are just lists. So it's like if you want to buy that movie at some point, it's like, you know, you, you checked out the trailer, you've read the comments on it, um, and it's like, okay, I want to buy this movie. So you put it on your buy list. Okay. Um, so you're really just adding it to a list. It's like a shopping list. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I, I wish it had the capability to sell it to you right then and there. Um, <laughs> that's a but, whole uh, other matter there. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 maybe a, a couple of years away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, um, yeah, but, but I mean that's that's just you know it's such a small fraction, and just scrolling through the timeline, and mm-hmm. I see how people interact. When people first sign up for the app, they get mm-hmm. a welcome letter from yourself, and you basically right. express you know you're free to share everything related to horror. You can do, you know you can promote your podcast, your whatever kind of show, a movie, anything like that. What are some do you know no dudes on the on the app that are not allowed um don't promote your shit in messages to people especially if they didn't ask for them yeah um the you know it it tends to annoy people it's they don't say it yeah it's spam like they 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 may not say it they may say they may even say thanks it's just because they don't want to be rude yeah but the fact of the matter is if everybody went in there and did that imagine how clogged up your messages would be with crap versus like you're just talking to your friends yeah. you know and you can't find their messages because now you have all these messages clogging up your stuff you know that may not be relevant to you you know maybe you don't like podcasts or you don't want to see this particular movie mm-hmm. um you know but if, if people ask for it it's fair game yeah you know um so it, it's really just to keep everybody happy mm-hmm. and, and to keep things running nice and smoothly. I mean, people that's can promote on their timelines. They yeah, can buy advertising if they want. Um, yeah. You know, they, they have all this opportunity. It's That's really invasive. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I, I hear about it all the time um, because people don't complain to the people that are spamming them. They complain to me. Yeah. Um, you know, and look, I want to see everyone be successful. I want to see everyone do well. Um, but... I just have to make sure that I'm maintaining their ability to do that because what happens is when people get spammed, sometimes they'll just straight up leave the app completely. Um, I have seen a number of people do that. Wow. Um, and it's unfortunate. And the, the thing about that is it's kind of like if somebody's out there spamming, they're shooting themselves in the foot by reducing their audience. Yes. You know, yes. Um, I want to give them the most that they could possibly get and, and, and maximize their opportunity um, so I'd rather see somebody have 150,000 friends and just post once a week rather than message 150,000 people who are going to get annoyed and not do anything. That is totally know? fair. And I totally agree with you. Now on Slasher, I want to point mm-hmm. out to everyone, it's not like you well, it can you find someone and then you follow them without any kind of permission. It's basically requesting to be your friend and they right. either accept or decline. 
99% of the people accept. There's no right. reason why not to. Mm -hmm. um, was that fundamental to how you wanted it to work? It is. Um, I, I don't like the concept of having a one-way situation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, and, and it kind of goes back to that whole vibe that you get on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. You can follow 250,000 people. You might get 200 following you back. Yeah. That kind of sucks. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like, um, I like to make sure that, that things are, are fair and equitable, you know? So it's like, you know, if, if you want me to see your stuff, you have to see my stuff too. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to see my stuff, then you can just unfriend me. Exactly. Um, I was actually having this conversation with somebody in detail yesterday um, because they have, um, you know, they, they were, we were talking about like, they, they are friends with people that sometimes post a lot of stuff that is basically like an advertisement or promotion for their stuff, which I, you know, people are allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. That's, that's kind of the idea. Um, but if you don't want to see that stuff, then you have to decide like, is, if this is really something I don't want to experience and maybe there's like one or two posts I do want to experience, you know, you have to make that choice. Unfortunately, like, is this, is friending this person worth it to yeah. you? Um, you know, because the, the, the follow unfollow method, just, it doesn't work quite the same way. And also, you know, people get friends and, and build their, their networks faster than any other platform on Slasher. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, you have people coming in going, wow, I, I just got like a hundred friends in less than 24 hours mm -hmm. and you know, I'll check out their Instagram and it's like 54 mm -hmm. and they've been on for a year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, all this is kind of part of the plan to, to give people opportunity, you know, to have a fun and enjoyable experience. Um, you know, sure. You have to like curate your friends a little bit, but that's, what's going to give you the experience you want to have. Mm -hmm. It's totally up to you. Um, and what most people want to do on Slasher is just share their common interests. Yeah, That's it. Right. It's yeah. pretty basic. Now, I assume it's more than just you that's operating this thing, especially uh, the amount of users that you have. How many people does Slasher have helping out? Um, well, there's... Uh, right now, I think there's about seven developers. Okay. Um. But they're they're really just handling the coding and all the the back end tech stuff. Um, there's a few moderators, um, but that's that's really it. And they're they're just volunteers, so they just kind of do it whenever they're able. Have you thought about as this continues to grow and gain more and more popularity? Mm -hmm. Let's say if you get approached uh, by the entertainment industry, we want to start advertising on slasher sure. uh sponsors saying mm -hmm. hey can we have your users start branding our stuff what are your feelings towards that um i mean i'm more than happy to take on advertisers <laughs> um you know it it, it really just kind of comes down to at what level um you know they're they're looking to do things mm -hmm. um i'm not selling users you know, I'm not, I'm not selling my user database. So like 
nobody's personal information is getting out there. Um, I, I, I personally feel that that's not really cool no. because when, when I get emails from all these places and I'm like, how the hell did this like company get my email address so that's not published yeah. anywhere? Um, it's frustrating, you know, and the last thing I want to do is frustrate people who are kind enough to use my app. Yeah. Um, you know, so, um, you know, selling personal information like that is, is definitely not something I'm interested in doing. Um, but selling ad space or something along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to do things like that. I'm happy to form different types of partnerships like our news area. We have some really cool partnerships mm -hmm. um, that we've set up there. Um, again, it's a, it's a mutually beneficial situation. Exactly. And that's, that's really, you know, how I like to run things. Um, yeah, I like and to it sure brings that... information to the, to the user himself. Yeah. And like you said, right. it benefits everyone. Now, let's go to you personally. Have you been a horror fan your whole life? Since about nine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, starting at nine, what kind of horror were you watching back then that got you into it? Oh, <laughs> um, the first horror movie... Um, that, that I saw was Poltergeist. Uh, oh, yeah. I happened to catch it on cable and I was just like completely freaked out. Um, you know, that that's one of the horror movies that, that I remember where it's like, there, there was this whole unwritten rule, at least for a while, where, where kids were off limits. Mm -hmm. Like the kids were like the main target in this movie. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, the, great. This is my first movie at nine years old. Like, and like these, these, like spirits are going after these kids and abducting them into some parallel universe or whatever. And it's like, Holy crap. So yeah, that was the best possible thing I could have seen first. For me, it was, for me, it was the original Halloween. Uh, it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I was like five or six. Uh, what do you think of the current state of the horror industry? I think that it's at an all time peak. What do you think? I, I agree completely. Um, I think that there's, there's a lot of creativity out there that's really starting to push its way through, mm -hmm. um, which I think is awesome, you know, because when you have people who could do like, you know, huge budget studio movies and they're willingly working on horror, I think that's amazing. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, uh, people, directors like James, uh, you know, yeah. Just James Wong and all these paranormal movies. For me, my favorite subgenre, because it still scares me, is the paranormal subgenre. Yep. Uh, but like I said earlier, I will definitely enjoy a good slasher flick. I love zombie flicks uh, mm -hmm. for the effects. And of course, the character building. I'm not all about just seeing blood splatter across <laughs> the screen for 90 minutes. I, I want a good story. Uh, in regards to you, personal, do you have moments where, you know what, I want to just sit back and watch a, a gore fest on the screen? How important is the storyline to you and the psychological part of a film? It depends, in all honesty. Um, like, I, I like, if, if it's a serious horror movie, um, I, I definitely like a good story. You know, like I said, Train to Busan is, a, is an amazing example. Um, but then I like completely ridiculous things, too. 
you know, like, um, I, I was at one of the conventions and I was talking to, um, one of the guys over at wild eye and, um, you know, we were talking about Velocipaster. So I, I, I have a copy of Velocipaster and I watched it with a couple of friends one night and I could not stop cackling. It, it was just absolutely absurd. It was perfectly ridiculous, but it was done in, in such a way that it was completely ripping on itself mm-hmm. and it knew it the whole time. And that's really what I liked about it. It, it was very tongue in cheek, you know, let's, let's make fun of ourselves in the best possible ways we can. Um, so, so completely absurd things like that. I, I, I love and really need every once in a while because it's one of those things where you really just don't have to think about it. Just sit back and like dive in, you know? Exactly. Exactly. What about TV? Now, horror has really come on television in a big way. Uh, Of course, The Walking Dead, the zombies. Mm -hmm. Zombies are a big thing now. Mm -hmm. The Walking Dead, you could say, revived them. Uh, From the end of the 80s to, you know, 2010, there's been, there was a sort of a lull in zombies. Uh, What do you feel about the state of horror on television or digital streaming, which is sort of kind of the same thing? I think it's great. I mean, I I really enjoyed the new Chucky series. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, and and with with that, um, with with Netflix coming out with with new stuff, especially series like fairly regularly, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've got everything from, you know, Stranger Things to uh, the the new series Archive eighty one, which I just started. Yeah. Um, there's there's so much cool stuff and really interesting ideas and concepts and creativity that um, that we're we're getting to see now, which I think is really cool. Um, it's definitely fun to see new ideas, you know, stuff that maybe hasn't been done or or is being done in a new way with a new spin or something like that that makes it feel fresh. Yeah. Um, that doesn't make it feel like another trope. Exactly. Um, I, I think that's really terrific. But yeah, I mean, having having stuff come out is really good right now, um, especially since it seems like the majority of it is really quality. And um, here's something interesting, you know, with the pandemic that's been going on now for two years, yeah. the horror industry has flourished. Oh, yeah. You know, and you would think... With all the horrors that were living in the real world, people would want to escape to something else when they sit down in front of their television. But no, they are more than ever attracted. The horror industry has actually grown since the start of the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I really like a lot of the psychology behind um, why horror is helpful. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know... People, people do turn to it, um, and it is therapeutic to some extent. Mm-hmm. It's, but ultimately, it's, it's escapism, um, you know, because there are things that are just so extreme, or, or, or so seemingly impossible that, you know, you, you go on this roller coaster ride, right? Yeah. And it's just a complete mess of, 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 of a nightmarish disaster, yeah. you know. But then at the end you come out and you're okay. Yeah. You know, you, you went on this really, really wild ride 
and you're there, you're okay. And and uh, apparently at that point, it's like, well, apparently it seems things could be a lot worse. Yeah, exactly. You know, so so you've gone through that whole experience, and, and you're no worse for wear. Um, so it is I, therapeutic in a way. Yeah, and and it's cool that 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 a lot of people are are sort of discovering horror because they've got a lot of time mm-hmm. and you know and there's only so much content that that they can watch that you know a lot of people uh, you know i still know people who are they they do their work in the day and as soon as they're done you know maybe they'll they'll exercise and have dinner and like sit down and like watch movies or or, or tv or series exactly. or whatever um and there's there's no better way to escape the the craziness of reality than to can, than to just explore something even crazier. Absolutely. Do you would you say that slasher like is a full time job for you right now? It just takes up the majority of your day. <laughs> it 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 is absolutely. Um, like I, I'm spending at least 12 hours a day on it. Um, and that's not even the only thing I do. Um, I have a whole other company, but, um, so yeah, I, I spend a lot of time on it. Um, but I love what I do, you know, and and if I have, if I have the opportunity to do nothing but this, I'm going to take it because there's really nothing I'd rather do than do something that I not only love, but can help other people in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, to me, that's a really, really powerful thing. Um, uh, and you've done something great, Damon. Like I said, when we started this interview, there are and have been communities online for a while, horror mm-hmm. communities. You have brought it all together, and I think that's why Slasher has been successful, and it's, co- it's going to continue to grow on its success. So thank you on behalf of me and all the other horror fans for giving us slasher and a way to share and meet fellow horror fans. Uh, this has been a fact. I can't believe we're already almost 47 minutes in. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank you so much for being on our show tonight. Um, if you have the opportunity, because you said you have a whole other company is mm-hmm. slasher. If everything works out the way you want it to, to be your main focus. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, technically it's my main focus now, Yeah. but, um, yeah, if, if I was able to do nothing but this, I, I would absolutely, um, be doing nothing but this. Um, and I would dedicate a hundred percent of my time to it. Um, you know, it, it's really, it's just, it's so much fun and it's, it's really important to me to help other people, you know, um, I, I can't think of a, another way that I can really accomplish all the same goals in one shot mm-hmm. you know so I, I think it's really it's terrific do you still have time to go to conventions and stuff uh or that's just you know you don't have the time anymore oh i think you froze or yeah. i think we lost him there Damon, you there? Oh, I think we lost him, guys. Anyway, I want to thank Damon for being our guest tonight. Uh, I think he's plugging in headphones. Let's see. 
No, no, your screen is freezing. We lost him, guys. Uh, anyway, I want to thank Damon for being our guest tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. Till next time, stay safe. And on behalf of Damon Della Greca and myself, stay walking and check out the Slasher app. It's available on iOS and Android. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Thank you.